Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one of the Stag Stable Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Stag's Stable Podcast, a gathering place for analysis and discussion of the single male experience in the adult sexual lifestyle, as viewed from the perspective of not only single males, but single females and couples as well. I will be your host, AZ Gigolo, aka Dr. Dave, and I am both honored and thrilled to have you join me on this exciting journey. So I invite you to sit back wherever you are, relax, open your mind, enjoy, and hopefully learn something new as we proceed to pull back the covers and dive right in. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the first episode of my new podcast series, The Stag Stable. As mentioned before, I am your host, AZ Gigolo, a.k.a. Dr. Dave. Uh, The goal and purpose of this podcast will be to analyze, discuss, explore, and hopefully learn something, which very much includes me, about single males in the adult sexual lifestyle. Now, while this is about single men, this podcast is for everyone, as I think it's necessary to be all-inclusive and have input from all represented persons to not only make this podcast successful and worthwhile to you, but to hopefully do our part to make the lifestyle community as a whole better, more educated, understanding, respectful, and enjoyable for all of us. Now, I realize some of you may be wondering, who the hell is this guy? What makes me an authority or have the balls to think that I can speak for or about all single men in the lifestyle? Why the hell should you listen to me and what I have to say and why do I feel so emboldened to start a podcast? Well, let me tell you and give you my bona fides without any intent of trying to brag, boast, or qualify myself as some sort of expert on all single males, the lifestyle, hot wifing, swinging, cuckolding, dating, or women in general. Because let me tell you something, anyone, and I do mean anyone, that tells you that they're an expert or an authority on any of these topics is full of shit and full of themselves. There are entirely too many nuances, individual preferences, and personalities for any one person to claim they have mastery over uh, any one of them or all of them. So, as for me, I am a heterosexual, professional, single black male who has been in the lifestyle for over 18 years. God, that's hard to believe. Uh, I've had um, sexual encounters and relations with well over 500 women. Uh, Approximately 80% or more of those have been part of a couple and having gone through a steep but long learning curve I've found that I am generally well received respected and sought after as a single male within the lifestyle if you would uh, like to read a little bit more and get a little more understanding about me and my personal journey I welcome you to google uh, the GQ summer 2016 sex issue I believe it came out in July Uh, which I am the subject of a featured article. The article is entitled The Secret Life of America's Greatest Swinger. Uh, Caveat, I had zero input on the title, so please spare me the self-aggrandizing accusations. In any case, this is not meant to promote me, my exploits, or any other promotional ventures I may have. Those of you that personally follow me on Twitter are well aware of that part of my life, and I'll leave it at that. So having met and been intimate, not just sexually, but in honest and open exchange of experiences and ideas with so many women and couples, 
I've heard and been a party and participant in some of the most common, annoying, inappropriate, and egregious behaviors demonstrated by single men uh, attempting to be a part of the lifestyle, as well as being congratulated, encouraged, and told some of the very positive and successful male behaviors that are exhibited and stories from these same women and couples. All of the above experiences have led me to and been suggested to me that I initiate this podcast series. So I'd like to thank all of the women, couples, and even single men who've encouraged me to go forward with this venture. So as I was preparing for this first podcast, the most difficult question I had for myself was, how do I begin? You know, do I just jump in, start going off on single men, chastising them, telling them everything they're doing wrong? Do I use some reverse psychology and give us all a virtual pat on the back for our positive behaviors we exhibit before laying into two single men about their bad behaviors? But then I realized that, you know, if I was just some guy, lady, couple, just clicking on podcasts with no idea what the lifestyle is, what it encompasses, or what it's about, I'd likely be overwhelmed, confused, and turned off. So while this may be old news or too basic for many of you, I'm going to start by giving a brief overview of terms and definitions of some common terms uh, used in the lifestyle vernacular. And as this podcast is all-inclusive, and that's for newbies, the initiated, the uninitiated, the curious, the wannabes, and the seasoned vets of us out there as well, I think we'll all be best served if we're speaking the same language. Uh, we can argue about the semantics over some of these terms and definitions I'm going to talk about, but in general, here are the ones that you'll likely hear me and my guests use most routinely in our discussions. So, the lifestyle. The lifestyle is, uh, like most of these terms I'm going to give, is, is kind of a broad uh, expanse and, and very uh, all-inclusive of many things. I consider it, if you think of what a bell curve is, um, you've got kind of the general swingers under the major part of the bell curve. Then, you know, on the, the, the proximal end of the bell curve, you've got those that just do occasional kind of undercover, nobody knows about it but them, seeking out another female or another single male or another couple once a year, once every five years for an anniversary or something, and you'd never know the difference. They don't advertise it. They don't talk about it. It's their little thing. Then on the far end of the uh, the distal end of the, the bell curve, you've got kind of what some people consider the extremes. So from there, we're talking about things such as cuckolding, uh, which I'll, I'll describe shortly, um, some of the BDSM uh, things that are involved there, um, and things of that nature. So under the, the major part of the bell curve, we're talking about swingers who are on swing, you know, lifestyle sites who you know, obviously are advertising because they're actively seeking it. It's part of what they do for fun. It may not be, you know, all they do, and hopefully it's not. Hopefully they have lives and families and jobs that uh, they participate in on a daily best basis and just do that as, as a part of um, an exploration of their sexuality, enjoying that. And, you know, that can include everything from being with single males, uh, doing a male-female-male male threesome where they invite another guy in, or a female male, female, where they buy another female in, or for the LGBTQ, you know, that can be all sorts of iterations and combinations of males and females. So um, that's kind of the broader uh, experience in the lifestyle. Uh, so it, with that, when I had mentioned swingers, so I think everybody pretty much understands what that is. I mean, for goodness sake, they have uh, commercials now with the 
the slinger or sling TV now. I just find those hilarious where they allude to swingers being this this same old uh, view that people have of swingers being kind of these sleazy 70s big hair, leopard print wearing people. And that's just ridiculous. But, you know, the media and advertisers have to play to what the, the common uh, common thoughts are of the general public. So we'll just let them have that. I just find that it's interesting that it's become so uh, widespread, I would say, that they feel comfortable uh, advertising it in a commercial, uh, understanding that most people are aware of what what swinging is. Um, so that's what a swinger is. Uh, terms uh, really referencing to what single males are. So single male can just be a single male. SM uh, is, is often referred to as that. I call myself when on swinger sites and um, on my handle on Twitter as such, SBM, a single black male. Um, we'll get into uh, some of that later. Uh, stag, which is kind of the, the moniker of this uh, podcast itself, uh, because a stag, if you look at the definition of what a stag is, it's a, a lone male deer or a gathering of, of male deer. Um, a stud, they're often called single males. A bull, which is kind of getting into the hot wifing and cuckold aspect, which I'll get into uh, in my definition in a moment, but also explore in later later podcast episodes. Um, the hubby, which is often just the short term for the husband of a wife, of a couple that participates in whatever level of lifestyle um, participation they are in. Um, then you've got BBC, Big Black Cock, and BWC. And just, I, I need to say this right now. When I am uh, in my other ventures, you know, kind of selling my exploits um, with consenting couples on various sites. I will use the term BBC, and I'm going to be honest with you here, as clickbait because people see that, that are into that, uh, interested in that sort of um, engagement on porn, and BBC is just clickbait. But personally, I think the term is uh, kind of degrading to say somebody is, you're a BBC. It's like, well, then what are you, a TWP, a tight white pussy I'm you know I know I'm going a little off off track here so forgive me but just to to limit somebody to just that is not something that that I appreciate but again it's a term that you're going to hear and we're going to discuss um and it's out there in the ether so I thought I would bring it to you and be honest with you on how I use it and how I feel about it so now on to the females there's the single female which is often um shorthand SFM um also known some circles and by some people as a unicorn uh, and you have to be careful with these terms I guess with both men and women as I stated with the BBC but with women some don't appreciate the term unicorn it you know depending on who you talk to people have uh, different ideas of what that means and what that represents so uh, I'd just be most comfortable if you're gonna refer to someone uh, and you're talking to them as a single female as opposed to assuming it's okay to call them a unicorn of course you know, unless they they present themselves uh, with that terminology first. Also, uh, vixen. Um, I wanted to mix that in there because vixen is usually used in combination with the term stag. So a stag and vixen couple. Um, now, this is important differentiation here because people often, at least, well, I should say, those who probably watch a little more porn than they should not only just watch more porn that they should but assume what they see is in porn is actually reality and one of my big points that i'm going to reiterate over and over throughout this series is like fantasy and reality are completely different 
just because somebody presents something in a 30 second clip on video does not represent what they're all about it could just be something they find hot at the moment and they want to share it with you they feel comfortable doing it um, and present it that way but you can never assume that they are in a particular type of relationship or another just based on what you see so as always it's best to ask and do your research before you make assumptions so anyway stag vixen so that's generally a husband and wife or boyfriend girlfriend uh, situation where the male very much enjoys sharing or allowing the female to engage other men sexually uh, in the context of their relationship um, he is not a sissy he is not not satisfying her uh, more often than not their sexual relationship is out of this world and it's just an additive to it and they're welcoming and bringing in another male to enjoy the wife because for some men hell even for me it is very exciting to see someone that you love or care about um, or sexually engaged with on a regular basis uh, participate in front of you and with you um, not in a homosexual a manner for the most part um, it's just a very hot and stimulating experience um, so that's kind of the stag vixen and there's quite a few people out there who would probably fall in that category more so than the next one I'm going to discuss and this is one that is very much miss I, I don't know if I should say misunderstood but the uh, breadth and scope of what people consider under the term cuckold is pretty astonishing um, and again, this goes back to not making assumptions. A cuckold, in general, is a man whose wife or partner has freedom to have sex in any way with anyone that she desires pretty much at any time. For the most part, again, this is generalizations, she does not require his permission, in fact, that is what's most empowering to the cuckoldress, which is another term that I'm going to bring in here. Um, it's empowering for her to take control of the sex in their relationship because traditionally it's the male. Now, that's the most simple term or simple description of what a cuckold is. Now, again, there's so many variations. It has its own bell curve. Uh, you can never assume that a cuckold is a sissy or that the cuckold wants to be told by the quote-unquote bull or stud what to do or be controlled by that because I know the majority of the couples that I have been with the husband will get in your ass quick and I don't mean in a sexual manner I mean with his foot if you disrespect him or disrespect his wife he is just there to kind of be submissive to her sexually and she is the one in control um, now there are some and I've been with some where the male does like to uh, take the role of the submissive and the sissy and wants to be told and even degraded by the bull. But again, going back to this, you can never, ever assume. Don't think because you saw a video or read something that, oh, I can go in and talk this shit and tell the husband what to do or tell them if we meet up, I want the husband to serve us. Then you just sound like an asshole and you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Questions, questions, questions. Preparation is key to everything, and especially success in this lifestyle as a single male. So ask the questions if you're unsure. Hey, what type of cuckold couple are you? Um, I realize that there's a broad spectrum of 
cuckolds in the lifestyle and i want everything to proceed as smoothly as possible should we get together i mean you know how difficult is that it's laid on the line you can ask uh, more probing questions but generally everyone is very comfortable laying it out there for you that way there's no misunderstandings you don't look like an asshole and everybody's more comfortable so I mentioned cuckoldress, and again, obviously, that's the, the wife or the girlfriend of a cuckold couple. But I have uh, very recently um, been re-educated on this fact myself. Um, there is a uh, young lady that goes by, I hope she doesn't mind me saying her name, Venus Cuckoldress, that I follow on Twitter, uh, amazing woman. And uh, she is a single female. She did have a, a prior uh, a relationship with a cuckold. Uh, they are no longer together i'm not going to get into her personal business as to why that is but she's no longer a couple and she considers herself and i consider her a cuckoldress um that is also another variation within the lifestyle that she does not need to be uh, coupled in order to take on that term again asking questions is key um, then just some simple, you know, if you see these terms, MFM, I went over this before, male, female, male, that's generally two males um, engaging, uh, often, more than often than not, the husband, uh, and another male engaging a wife with everyone participating in a heterosexual manner, uh, female, male, female, again, uh, you can figure that out, two females and a male, uh, often the couple brings in a female, um, and they kind of... Uh, surround the male and more focuses on the male then there's other variations if you see mmf oftentimes that means that you know there is uh some um uh a male male interaction as well as male female interaction and same goes ffm female female male um then there's all sorts of orgies gang bangs all sorts of things that i really don't think we need to go into the definition of they're kind of self-explanatory so now that we are all hopefully for the most part, agreeable on a general language and understanding of terminology, terminology uh, we can proceed forward. As I stated previously, I've uh, encountered experience as well as spent time with talking to and being around so many different women, men, and couples. I've been privy to a lot of discussions regarding the behaviors, good, bad, uh, and indifferent of single men in particular. Uh, the annoyances, missteps, mishaps, bad approaches, good approaches, Amazing experiences and horror stories are relayed to me by these men, women, and couples have uh, been very enlightening over the years. And after some of the more recent discussions and my fairly recent foray, uh, about a year and a half, two years, uh, into the world of adult social media, Twitter, uh, and some other sites I'm not going to mention because that would be more self-promotion and I'm not here for that. Uh, it's been suggested to me by some of uh, my friends and people I've met um, um, through these mediums that I start this podcast, you know, not to lecture or spend time condemning single males because, you know, that's just low-hanging fruit, but to really have an open discussion on a bi-weekly basis of the better ways, uh, based on my experience and others, to have a successful approach for the single men and follow through with women and couples in the lifestyle. Also to interact and discuss with uh, couples and single me females on some of their expectations and maybe things that uh, they may or may not be doing to encourage or discourage unwelcome behaviors themselves. Uh, because, you know, men are, we're uh, often guided by um, <laughs> uh, uh, our, our, our brain, our little brain down below more so than um, our common sense and, um, 
brain up above and so we need some some guidance at times and i know that's uh almost sexist to put the onus on the women and couples and that's not what i'm doing i'm just saying that there are times and things that are done that can reinforce uh negative behaviors and i'll get into that um so the format for these uh episodes uh, going forth uh, will be a mix of me relaying my discussions, experience, and thoughts regarding various topics um, that come up, but also mixed in with some interviews with couples, wives, husbands, single females, and even some single males. Uh, I have several of my good friends and uh, people I know through Twitter uh, lined up that have um, graciously offered to be a part of this podcast, and I want to thank them in advance, and I really think it's going to be a great contribution to this. I'm going to end each episode with either a story or experience I've had over the years um, or a a DM from a couple or single male uh, asking me a question. And these will hopefully illustrate the broader point or issue regarding the interaction between single men and couples or females in the lifestyle that I presented uh, within that episode. Again, these are not meant to make me necessarily look good as self-deprecation and keeping things honest and open with all of the listeners will be um, a goal and recurring theme of mine as well. Uh, Another thought that uh, and a recurring thing that you'll hear me say quite often and really emphasize is that nothing we talk about here is all encompassing or meant to be taken as gospel. Everyone has their individual preferences in this lifestyle. So what am I tell you Um, that you should likely not do when approaching most couples as a single male may very well be what another couple actually appreciates. Again, going back to that bell curve, you know, there's kind of the majority um, uh, of what uh, behaviors are acceptable. Then there's outliers where people may like or want something a little different. What I want is for you to understand that the topics are based on the majority of my experiences. And there will always be outliers on either side of what I'll tell you, but my experiences will be based on this uh, majority, kind of the 80% under that bell curve, and if you're wanting to have long-term success as a single male, that should be your goal. What can I do as a single male to present myself as desirable to the majority of couples who are looking for single males in the lifestyle? Um, Now, if you're just horny and want to get off screwing someone else's wife because you saw her pictures on a swinger site or saw her engaging several men on Twitter, and you just think it'd be hot to get your rocks off, then you should stop now and find another podcast. This is not meant to be an idiot's guide on how to get your rocks off. If that's all you want, then go to a local bar, buy someone a few drinks, pick them up, take them home or to a motel, call it a night. If you don't have the social skills for that, then go hire a prostitute. If you can't afford a prostitute, then I'm sorry, You just need to stay at home and masturbate because you clearly don't want to put any effort into bettering yourself and actually engaging and being an asset to the lifestyle community. Uh, Unfortunately, there are way too many guys like that that don't understand the beauty, the dynamic, and the fun uh, involved in the lifestyle. And those are the the people that I really uh, hope to to affect uh, with this podcast. So with that being said, I want to uh, briefly go over... um, why I got into the lifestyle and maybe why you should or should not pursue getting into the lifestyle as a single male. Uh, First things first, you're ultimately trying to have sexual relations with another man's wife, girlfriend, or with a single female. Now let me say this, respect. I'll repeat, or better yet, let me spell it out like Aretha. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. 
is everything and uh, goes a very long way. Now, I don't care if you see a woman's profile or post and she's taking on five guys, you know, bareback with her hair pulled and a hand wrapped around her throat. You approach her and that couple as politely and respectfully as I hoped you would a woman you were trying to court in vanilla date. Let me take a step back because that brings up another definition that I neglect to bring up. When you hear the term vanilla in lifestyle circles, that's referring to people who do not participate in lifestyle and are generally unaware that it even exists. Or if they do, they have kind of the slingers commercial idea of what the lifestyle is about. So if you hear me say vanilla, uh, that's what I'm referring to. Um, so that's always been who I am and, and how I was re- raised in return to in regards to uh, respect um, in approaching women and anybody in general. You know, I mean, that's just common sense. It's not something I should really need to address here. But again, unfortunately, it is something that I have to address. If that's not something that you know how to do, then I'm sorry because I don't have time to teach common sense, decency, and respect. I don't even know if there's a remedial course for you to go back and do that. Uh, But let's just all do our best to understand what that is and practice it. Uh, I enjoy the dynamic of couples myself. Um, There's just something about having this um, three-way interaction uh, where everybody's receiving something mutually beneficial but different uh, from the interaction, Uh, whether it's the husband watching and getting the visual stimulation, the sights, the sense, the smells of his wife being this sexual object for another man or the woman getting to enjoy variety, being this uh, sexual object, knowing she's turning her husband on at the same time. She's getting the pleasure of a different experience of a different partner. And of course, the single male who's getting to enjoy this, you know, ultra sexual woman in front of her husband. uh, That's very comfortable sharing The, the dynamic. I mean, if you don't get it, you just don't get it. But if you do, then you know what I'm talking about. And it's, uh, it's really one of life's joys. Um, I always assume, as should you, that you are approaching both the man and the woman when you message, email, or DM them. Um, of course, again, if she's a stated single female, then you're, you're, you're just dealing with her. Uh, and right now, I'm going to pull back the curtain a bit and tell you that many, many times, fellas, when you see a couple or hot wife's profile, even on Twitter, if the picture is her... Uh, everything written in her post is talking in the first person for her more than likely it's the husband posting or responding to these messages now again don't attack me because i know that it it varies and some people the woman has all the participation some she has 50 50 some she has more input than not but let me rephrase a lot of the time it's the husband you're talking to. I know this personally because I know people who do it. So when you talk about how hot and how you'd love to stretch her out, the husband's the one getting that message. So just keep that in mind before you get trigger happy and just want to have to respond um, and say something that, you know, might likely come across a little crass and get you blocked or ignored, which leads me to one of the, most egregious complaints and this is kind of jumping the gun because i'm going to get into this more in in following episodes and how uh, single males should initiate the approach towards a couple and kind of the do's and don'ts uh, guiding to so guys let me tell you sending hey hi or wanna fuck i'd love to stretch you out 
do you like BBC? These are the most ignorant, stupid, ridiculous comments to send to not only a couple, a female, or to anyone. It's going to get you nowhere. Again, back to bell curve. Maybe that 1% to 2% will respond to that favorably. But it's not the 1% to 2% that you're looking for. You're looking to have long-term and continued success in this. Okay, so let's just focus on one thing, the dick pic. Just no. No, stop it. Stop it now. I know that you think that you'll just go crazy because you think your dick is just so cute and huge and special. Please hear the sarcasm dripping tone I have here. It is most likely being seen by another man, as I said before, and not the intended target of your assault, excuse, affection, and you will likely be ignored, blocked, or rightfully cursed out. Again, I don't want to go off the rails too much here because in the following episodes, uh, I'll gear uh, a lot of the conversation towards that end of what to do and not to do to have success. But you're trying to build friendships here. You know, basically that's what it comes down to. And making people comfortable and trusting of you that you're a decent human being uh, is not only beneficial to you and your ego, but sexually as well. And starting any relationship off with a dick pic is just ridiculous. You wouldn't go up to a woman you saw in the grocery store. At least, God, I hope you wouldn't, or you should be in jail. Walk by her, just have the unresistible urge, and shout out, God damn, look at them titties. I mean, it's ridiculous. And then whip out your dick. What kind of response would you really expect from that? Again, I don't care what you've seen on her profile or their profile as far as pictures go. That is not an invitation to you unless it's expressly asked of you um, to show a dick pic. Trust me, trust me, trust me. If they want to see it, they will ask you for it. I have been asked many times, can I see what you're working with? Can the missus see what she might be experiencing? Then it is perfectly acceptable to send your beautiful portrait, whatever, dick pic to them. Otherwise, no, that's not what you want to send. Now, this statement may sound a little arrogant, but... I'm going to go ahead and say it, and we can uh, dissect it a little bit here. Getting laid is easy, guys. Getting off is even easier than that because all you need is your hand. But again, I hope I'm not telling you something you don't know because if I am, that's just sad and you need to get out more. But most couples don't just want some guy to come over, fuck the wife, blow his load, and leave. If they did, they certainly wouldn't need to go online looking for it. I'm pretty confident that just about any woman out there could walk into a Home Depot right now Get on the intercom and announce, any man wants to come over and fuck me, please meet in the lawn care department immediately. This would be followed by a stampede of horny guys. And no, no, no. Most couples want to build a connection, meet for drinks, do some flirting. Again, off on a tangent here. When you meet a couple for drinks, you should always, always be prepared and expect to pay for said drinks. Okay. Again, this is a man that is going to potentially allow you to be intimate and inside of his wife. I think the least you can do is pay for a couple of drinks. Way too many cheap-ass guys out there. Again, that's for another podcast. So, you know, you're there. You want to flirt, seduce the wife, enjoy some time together, should they choose. And, you know, again, part of the reason I'm in the lifestyle is there's nothing more rewarding than an invite back, fellas. After you flirted, gotten a little comfortable, everybody's a little anxious and excited, you get this invite back, and it means you did things right, and they both enjoy your company. Uh, but back to the point, if all I wanted was to get a nut off 
and I'd go to any bar in the city, find a woman, a woman willing to have sex with me, and it's just not satisfying to me at all. The lifestyle provides a mental as well as a physical stimulation that's so much more fulfilling than one-night stand stranger sex. Uh, I also got into this because I'm a notoriously difficult man to date, and again, just being honest with you about myself here. I get pretty moody, and I cherish my alone time probably more than I should among a myriad of other personal flaws that I, I'm working on daily to uh, to correct. And that just made the lifestyle a good fit for me. And, uh, you know, it's about self-analysis. So you need to really in- evaluate yourself, not only what you're hoping to get out of the lifestyle, but also you need to be really honest with yourself and have honest evaluations of who you are and what you can realistically expect out of it. I mean, if you're sitting around smoking weed all day, eating bonbons, playing your PlayStation you know, just because you have a bigger cock than average and are horny, that does not mean that you belong in the lifestyle or that you'd be a good catch or desired by the majority of women or couples in this lifestyle. Again, sure, you're going to find a few whose standards may only require your limited offerings, but if you want more, you need to get off your fat or skinny fat ass and put some effort into yourself. What that means, working out, eat right, groom yourself, manicure, pedicure, guys, you get your eyebrows done. It doesn't say anything about your manhood except that you care about your presentation. If you're having people over, clean your apartment, clean your house, iron your clothes. Don't show up to a meeting for a couple or female wearing a baseball cap and a dingy t-shirt, torn jeans, some thick-ass sweat socks. Ooh, that brings me to another point. Please, please, Lord, stop wearing these socks when you have sex, guys. It looks lazy and you look foolish. Mostly speaking to my black brothers here because I don't know why it is in all amateur porn videos. shouldn't say all. But the black guys always seem to have on these thick black socks or these thick white workout socks. What's wrong with your feet? If you're that cold, turn the, the heat on. Good Lord. So anyway, your willingness to put the time and effort in and patience uh, is necessary to be successful. And it's crucial um, in this lifestyle, again, to be successful, those are some of the, the, the points I really wanted to uh, reiterate. You know, and it, with the self-evaluation, maybe you're just one of those guys, and again, you have to be realistic with yourself, who just gets turned on by the idea of being with another man's wife. Um, and you like sit, uh, sitting around fantasizing about it, watching porn about it, um, but you know that you could never really pull the trigger. You know, if that's the case, and there's nothing wrong with that, but do not engage a couple and then end up not showing or ghosting because all you do is make yourself again look like an asshole and you start to ruin it and sour these couples towards other single gentlemen who are willing to make that step. And then they just make the hurdle bigger for them. I mean, you again, you have no responsibility for, for these other gentlemen, but it's just about being respectful for other people. If it turns you on, but you know you can never get involved with it, fantasize all you want, have the joy at home, buy the videos, do whatever, but don't engage unless you are ready to take that next step. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm part of the, the, the choir that I'm preaching to here. I mean, I reevaluate my own behaviors and myself constantly. Uh, As I said before, I learned that preparation of not only myself, but everything from my initial contact with the couple, the meeting, the possibility of intimacy and the follow-up are keys to, to my success. I mean, if I'm going to meet a couple and I know we might be going to a hotel, I will go so far as to look up the hotel uh, on Google or whatever, see the layout of the hotel. So it's it's not it just brings the anxiety level down. The less anxious you are, uh, the more relaxed you are, uh, the more open you are, the more that uh, 
the couple or the female will feed off of that energy and it just makes it all for a better experience again points to be um peeled back and dissected later in um future episodes so i'm going to end this episode uh with a direct message i received from a single male recently and i'll give you a paraphrased version of my response i also in the future i'm going to try as i say to end each episode with an experience i've had or an email uh message i received from a single male couple or a single female that i think might be useful um, for us all understanding and to reinforce uh, things discussed in the episode that I just presented. Okay, so this is from a young man uh, with the initials AJ, and he lives uh, in my city, and he, he messaged me on my uh, Twitter account, the uh, AZ Gigolo Twitter account. And it was it's a very short uh, but to-the-point message. And he said, Hello, AZ Gigolo. Have been following you for some time now. Was curious, as a 22-year-old young man, how can I get into the hot wife scene and filming? So, pretty straightforward, respectful, to the point. And uh, my my gut response to that is, he's too young. 22 years old, it's, you know, that starts, to me, I think, okay, he's just fascinated by it and wants to get off. Going back to my my caveats, there are couples that want that young, young man experience. The college boy, nothing wrong with it. I'm not judging. But for the most part, couples want somebody that's a little more seasoned, a little more mentally, physically, emotionally secure. And I'm just telling you, the majority of 22-year-olds aren't there yet. I personally, when meeting couples or looking for couples, I don't even look at anyone below the age of 30 because I think that you just in, in what I say to people is you need to have gone through some shit in your life to emotionally and mentally be okay and prepared to deal with this you know like I said I'm not just here to get off I want to see you again I want it to grow as a friendship and uh, have better um, and more involved experiences sexually and otherwise so again I, I told him that you know I think you're a little too young but what you need to do is to Go out to a bar and work on your social skills. Now, he may already be adept at this, but again, I alluded to this earlier. If you cannot go out to a bar, sit next to a young lady, engage her in conversation, get her to laugh, turn around, face you, focus on you, have a discussion with her that's flirty yet interesting, that she's really engaged with you buy her a drink, and possibly even get her phone number by the end of that night or conversation, then, in my opinion, you shouldn't be in the lifestyle. Because those are requisite skills to seduction, to getting not only a female, but her husband to like you. So another point that I made to him was when contacting a couple, uh, a hot wife couple, almost always, especially on swinger sites and Definitely, when you meet, you should always address the husband first. You know, talk again as if you're speaking to the husband. Um, it just shows a, a modicum of respect and also lets him know that, okay, he's not just in this to bang my wife and go home, and he respects me. So I told him those things. I told him, you know, really to just, just do the practice, listen to my podcast, of course, which I told him is going to be forthcoming. And uh, I'm going to engage him and see how he's progressing and, and try and give him advice as things move along. So that was just my little short anecdotal uh, 
ending for this podcast uh, that I wanted to relay to you because I get messages like that all the time. Yo, bro, how can I get into this? And, you know, that's my, my kind of my, my reflex response is, well, what are you doing now? You know, do you go out? Do you have success dating? Because when you say that to me, it just sounds kind of desperate, like, man, how can I get laid? And, you know, if the, the two things are different, getting laid and getting into this, this doesn't make getting laid easier. And I think that's a misconception people have. So, again, more things to delve into on future podcasts. So a quick recap of what we discussed today. I outlined the reasons I think this podcast will be of interest and use for all of us in the community and moving forward. I went over some general definitions of terms that I'll be used throughout this series. So you can go back and listen to them anytime you get or, or need a refresher in case I get flowing in conversation with a couple or someone and uh, or interviews and take for granted that everyone may or may not be familiar with the terms. I gave a general idea of some of the areas that I would like us all to explore together moving forward in future podcasts. Also gave my reasons for and what I've discovered to be good reasons to get into the lifestyle as a single male, which is by no means the only ones, uh, but these are the reasons that I feel will lead to a more fulfilling and long-term enjoyment and success in the lifestyle, which should be uh, any single male's goal. Once again, thank you for joining me, and be sure to be on the lookout for the next episode, in which I will start to get more targeted and focused, beginning with some common complaints provided to me by couples regarding single male contacts, and suggestions on how to initiate and have a successful approach when contacting a single female or couple in the lifestyle. Well, thanks again for joining me, and at this time I'd like to invite you all to feel free to reach out and contact me with any questions, criticisms, critiques, or suggestions you may have, or any other form of commentary you'd like to relay to me. Uh, My podcast email is www.thestagsstable at gmail.com. Podcast Twitter account is at stagstable. The podcast website which you can go to to upload future episodes, is www.stagstable.buzzsprout.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast within whatever medium you're listening to it from and on the website as well.